I firmly believe a strong business has a strong network. And this podcast is designed to break that invisible wall between listener and speaker. Every guest on this podcast is waiting for your connection, coffee chat, or discovery call. So listen in and continue the conversation. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Welcome back to Discovery Call Podcast. I'm Danny Hamlet, your host, and today we're going to talk about client experience. You're going to be thinking about this so much after you listen to this episode. My guest is Devin, and she is a certified OBM who specializes in Dubsado and specifically about how do we set our businesses up to have a fantastic client experience. Her stories are going to get you thinking, you're going to be inspired. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Here is Devin. Welcome to the podcast. Can you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Devin Lee. I'm a certified online business manager and a certified Dubsado specialist. So I work with service providers specifically to help them reclaim their time and their energy by perfecting their client journey. And then I take that client journey and I put it on autopilot using the magic of Dubsado. That is awesome. I think that every business owner where every once in a while needs to take a moment and really think about what that experience or client is going on, right? So that client journey, but also make it simplified. And so you really utilize the power of Dubsado, don't you, to just make that personal touch actually automated? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've, I've, as an OBM, when I used to be an OBM or retainer, I worked with a few different CR, CRMs in my time and researched different CRMs. And I've yet to find one as robust as Dubsado. Um, and so I still believe if you're in a space in your business where you're not at the point where you want to invest in a tool as powerful as Dubsado, like you can get there eventually, there's still ways to document your client journey, perfect it, find ways to automate and just make it a little bit more special. Um, but I love Dubsado because it's all, all the client stuff is in one place. And then they have these beautiful workflow automations that automate the whole thing for you. So you really save a lot of time and the client experience is also higher quality. So it's a win-win for me. Yes, that is excellent. And I personally have been dabbling in Dubsado for a client of mine, nothing too robust, but um, just going into that has made me realize and appreciate the work that you do with all the automations. And it's just, there's so much you can do with it. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. incredible. So one thing that I love to talk to my guests to kind of get everyone started is you're a business owner and there came a point where you know you had to increase that visibility or the discoverability for your business. And every business owner, I just love hearing the different stories on how that evolved for you personally. So if you can just share, what was that journey and what did that look like? And what were some big takeaways during that process? Totally. So it's kind of like a twofold. I think um, one of my superpowers is I'm a super duper extrovert. I'm aggressively friendly. <laughs> So my whole life, like I've had multiple people say like, you're kind of like the connector, like you seem to know everyone, you can connect people together really easily. Um, so I think my like uh, ability to just talk about, you know, genuinely and passionately about what I'm doing and what I'm excited about, um, and also talking to lots of people about it. I think, you know, throughout my life, I've had, you know, uh, I've had a few different businesses at this point. And even before I had an official business, I was like a VA on the side off and on like ever since college. Um, 
just like over 10 years ago now. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of that comes from making genuine connections, talking about what I do in a genuine way, not like a salesy way, but like, oh my God, I'm so excited about Dubsado when I discovered it. I talked about it all the time. I couldn't believe it. Um, and then people naturally saw me as someone like it stuck in their brain, the different things I could do. Um, and because of, you know, they already had the trust factor with me. They liked me, they knew me. It was always easy for me to kind of get clients that way. And then the second part of this is specifically with my OBM business, when I started to um, kind of chuggle on more in that, I started to notice, like, I felt there was a difference between my business and the business of the people I looked up to or my mentors. Um, and I just felt like they were on this pedestal and I, I wanted to know how I could kind of elevate my business to get to the next level. And, you know, that can mean different things for everybody. But for me, what I noticed was they were really polished. They had a experience, a, a client experience that was different. I always tell the story of um, there's a nail salon in the Bay Area where my best friend used to live. She used to live above this nail salon called High Five Nail Salon. And they gave a super basic manicure. There was no gels, no acrylics, no designs. They had like 20 colors, took the normal amount of time. But their client experience around it, they made scheduling really easy. Their branding was on point. They had automated emails before and after with information on like what to expect when I was there, how to take care of my nails after I left. They gave me like a goodie bag when I exited um, the salon, like with branded goodies. And their client experience was unlike any I had ever had before and i talked about that manicure for like weeks and months it's been years now i still talk about it and so i kind of put those two pieces together of like okay like i'm running my business currently like a regular nail salon where like i do a really good job i have skills i'm you know i do a lot of learning my clients trust me but like if i added this extra piece I think I could really like blow people away. And so that's what I started to do for myself and my clients. And that's kind of, you know, it's easier for people to refer you when you really impress them. If you do a regular quote unquote, regular job, they're like, great, I paid you to do this and you've done the thing and now our exchange is over. But if you really like step it up and kind of blow people out of the water, um, they're gonna start talking about it. <laughs> and that's how you get that visibility as, oh, this person really impressed me. That is such a fantastic point because you hear a lot about this need to differentiate yourself from, from other people and, and you want to make it your personality and you got to make it you and some business owners, you know, rocking it out in their job. They're doing a fantastic job what they're doing. They're delivering the goods. It's, it's perfect, but you're, you're right. You can get stuck in this um, cycle of what makes you different than any other business owner in this niche, right? And I love that you focus on that client experience because you're right. If they had a great experience, they're going to tell all their friends. They're going to brag about you to everyone else. And it's just going to work for you in the background. Yeah. And kind of likewise in the other direction, if they're given a bad client experience, you might be the most talented person in your field. But like if they have trouble paying you, <laughs> if your contract is not easy to sign or like you're hard to get a hold of or they're left wondering like what's going on, um, they're going to have a bad time. And they might even talk about that as well. And then you start to get a reputation of being, you know, I, having I had a bad time working with this person. 
and you know so th at that point it kind of makes your your awesome skill set go into the background this client experience kind of takes center stage and you know that's not fair to do to your own business it's like that it's that personal branding aspect right what is that saying your personal brand is what people say when you're not in the room which is <gasps> yes. crazy to think about and you're basically touching on that you're you're basically teaching people and telling us like look the here is a way that you can cement your personal brand and really create those those conversations are happening that you're not there really good versus the other spectrum right right yeah because people are often not going to tell you when they're having a bad time they're just gonna pay you and then leave it is true people are nice people they want to be nice polite. yes, yes. <laughs> that's a good way to put it <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I love it. And you're right. You're still talking about that nail experience. So like they just nailed it. So I think that is a perfect example and a good reminder to us all to really take care of this journey from the beginning to end. Yes. So is there a myth or a lie when it comes to this client experience? Like, is there any myths or lies that when you're working with someone and you're explaining to them how you can help this whole experience go smoother, that you kind of have to educate or come against? Yes. I think the biggest myth is that putting in the work to elevate your client experience or use a tool like Dubsado is going to be so much work and like, you don't even have the time. But I see it as like, you don't have the time not to do these things. So, you know, I'll use Dubsado as an example, but not everybody uses Dubsado. So you could use different versions of this. But I think like when you set aside the time, when you take the time to really document that client journey beginning to end, and maybe you just start with the basics, like my onboarding, I want to have a really easy to sign contract, a really easy invoice to pay, and then a really beautiful onboarding email. And then once that part is all smoothed out, then you can say, okay, well now I'm ready to like add in a client gift or handwritten card. And same with every step, same with delivery, same with offboarding. And when you take the time to lay these all out and then take the time to add in the automations and do this extra legwork up front, you're gonna save so much time in the long run because you're not wondering what's supposed to happen. You're not losing things. You're not losing client like leads in your inbox. You're not losing client forms because you have to like dig around Google Drive and you're not spending time like sending the same emails and over. Like you can find ways to make everything um, easier for you, take less time if you spend this time uh, like focusing on your client journey. Um, and then once you get to the other side of that, oh my God, it's so beautiful. You have so much more, not just time, but like brain space. But I think people think about things like client experience or using an automation tool or learning anything new. And they think that is going to take way too much time. I'm way too busy, but you can, you know, you can only get so far <laughs> just doing everything manually or, you know, on the flip side, sometimes I have clients come to me who have been in business for over a decade. They're very profitable. They're, they have tons of referrals coming in, um, but they don't have a project management tool and they're running their business off of Google spreadsheets and they are so stressed out. And so once I can kind of educate them on, look, if you invest in XYZ with me and then invest in the time, your own time to learn all the things I'm gonna show you, you, the time you get back, it's, it's just so it's tenfold. There's, there's no denying it. 
That is so true. Oftentimes what we look at as this is going to be so much work to get going, the the other end of that hustle is a ton more free time and brain space. I mean, if you have to constantly try to remember where something is in your Google Drive <laughs> and hunting yeah. it down and remembering to put it there when you have something new, like it's it's a lot. It's very special. <laughs> it's a lot. And you know what? I actually recently went through my Dubsado workflows and, you know, each, for those who don't know, the workflows are like step-by-step, step, like send contract and then send email and then send scheduler, like, and it just automates it. Um, and I went through all my workflows for my main offering, my Dubsado uh, setup VIP day. There are 43 steps total. And there are only three of those 43 steps that require me to like either approve it or write a customized email, or I forget what the third thing is. Um, I think the third thing is to like buy the client gift. So that's 93%, I think, of my client journey is totally automated. And like, yeah, I spent a lot of time setting up those workflows, but now I don't even have to think about any of those things. And my clients are super impressed. They are, they are. <laughs> so my experience of working with some clients some people really like that personalization in that whole process. And I like the fact that you brought up the point that not everything is completely automated. There are some personalized stops where I'm going to do this. It's going to be a personalized email to them, but everything else is just kind of that clerical has to get done or check-ins and then probably making things sound very personal as well. And you make them. I really like that point. Well, you know what? You have reminded me of another myth about automation that I like to talk about because I think a lot of people think like, well, it's all automated. That's very cold and robotic. And I say, nay, nay, like I feel the opposite because I, my onboarding email, I think is the best example for my um, particular service, but the clients I work with, the onboarding email is usually like this big, juicy, chunky email with all of the information. And if you are writing the same welcome email over and over again, like personalizing it for every client, like, first of all, oh my God, that takes way too much time. Like, how can you have time for anything else? You're going to get burned out. Um, but for me, like, I don't love writing. It takes a lot of emotional energy out of me, but it's important to me for my brand and my client experience that I give them like a really beautiful, heartfelt written email. So I write one beautiful one that applies to everyone. And it's very easy to read because I spent time like formatting it very beautifully. I, I, my brand is very loud and silly and fun. So I have a bunch of fun gifts in there. I have a ton of emojis, a lot of exclamation points. And I make sure everything they need is in there. And it starts with a message of like, oh my God, thank you. I am so excited. Congratulations for making this choice. Your life is going to change. I had a Beyonce gift in there from the still from Crazy in Love where she turns around and goes, you ready? Like we get pumped up in my onboarding email. I wrote it once, I tweak it every few months as you know, I add to it. And my clients, they might not know it's automated. They might know it's automated and they don't care because it's such a good email. And so Dubsado and other um, tools that have automation, you can add in like codes to enter in their first name, enter in their company name, enter in the name of the package they bought. So they still know like, oh, this is an email specifically for me. Um, so again, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yes. I love that. Yes. You can use those automations, those codes, and you can literally address them by their name and it's automated because that's the way it is. And so I I love it. And you have to really just create this personalized, beautiful email once, tweak it once in a while, 
game over. It's perfect. So I, I love that I got two myths out of you. That is perfect. I also love to create this moment where you just share with me, what would be your soapbox moment? Like what are three tips or topics that you could just share with the audience that could move the needle for them? Oh my gosh. Well, I had, I have three written down because um, I knew you would ask this, but we kind of already went over <laughs> a lot of them. So I'll say, you know, client experience, I think can be a game changer. That was like my number one is like, don't forget about client experience. Um, like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell more stories. Um, on that note, just to drive the point home, um, I bought my first home, I think about a year ago now. Oh, so I think it's like my house of mystery. Um, <laughs> and so since then I've been, you know, hiring contractors to help me fix up the house and do work. I'm not very handy, so I have a lot of them. <laughs> and I don't know what it is about that industry, but I have noticed um, their client experience is lacking until I found I'm in Portland, Oregon. There is a company here called Sky Heating. They do uh, heating, AC, plumbing, uh, electricity, uh, their electricians also, and their client experience is phenomenal. They have automated text messages. So I know when they're coming instead of like, I'm coming at some time on Thursday, hope you don't have meetings. Instead, they're like, no, we're going to text you 30 minutes out. Like it's really easy to schedule with them. It's super easy to like pay and sign contracts. Other folks I've worked with in that industry, they're asking me to send, they're sending me PDF invoices and asking me to send them a check. Sorry, I'm a millennial. I do not own checks. You're asking me to go to the bank, get a check. Like, I'm like, you know, I, I know this is specific to maybe just me, but like, I think that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like, I, I can't, it's really hard to schedule with them. I'm spending so much time going back and forth. I once tried, I recently tried to hire someone for a, um, a project that costs a lot of money and they were like, we don't need a contract. Yeah, we need a contract. You're, we're not working together. So anyways, to circle back to Sky Heating, like their customer experience makes me feel so safe <laughs> and so supportive. I don't know if they're the best plumbers in town. I have no idea, but they are so easy to work with and they get the job done. I will always hire them. I think like their um, electricians department, I think it might be new. I don't care if they're new electricians. I will hire them over a seasoned one. Maybe that's bad advice, but like they make it so easy to work with. And the way I found them was on my neighborhood Facebook group. Whenever so anyone's looking for anyone in that industry, they always have like 20 people recommending them now, including myself because their client experience makes it so freaking easy. So that's my soapbox about client experience. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, I feel like I was even talking to someone about this. Oh, what was it? A few months ago. And they have experience with contractors and, and builders and like, you know, who could really use a VA <laughs> or yes, are people yes. who are in these industries? Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the the niches and riches, right? So like everyone who's hearing this, I, you know, find them. Yeah, it would be perfect. <laughs> I, Danny, I don't know how many times I've been interacting, like working with someone that I've hired where I've, I've it, I don't want to be that person, but I so bad wanted to be like, Hey, can I set up a scheduler for you? It'll take 90 minutes. Please let, but you know, you don't want to be presumptuous, but uh, yeah, it's totally like, it's totally lacking. The other soapbox I have that we kind of touched on, but I could go on further is around spending the time investing in, I guess, learning new things for Dubsado specifically. 
sometimes I get the feedback of like, it's so overwhelming. I did hire someone to set it up for me, but like, it's not easy to just jump in and use. And I say, okay, well, did you do any of the training modules? Not really. Have you used their chat services or customer experiences? Amazing. Uh, no, I haven't reached out. Okay. So it sounds like to me, you want to use this incredible, robust, very expansive tool. Um, but you don't want to learn how to use it. Like, I don't know what to say to that. And, you know, I come up with this in my own, um, my, in different areas myself. So it's not just tools. Um, I had an aversion to marketing for so long. I'm like, social media is disgusting. I don't want to do marketing. I hate this. And then I had to get over this mindset of like, I think I'm afraid to learn how to do marketing. And if I learned a way to do marketing in a way that was authentic to me, way that I enjoyed it, um, then I could get into it. And now I do a ton of marketing. I do lots of coffee chats. I love making social media. It's a creative outlet for me to make TikToks and reels. Um, I love chatting with folks on podcasts. And so I think like whenever there's this resistance to like, well, I don't want to learn that it's going to take too much time. You have the time, you're not prioritizing it. And I think that again, kind of separates folks from, am I really going to make it in business or am I going to stop at this plateau? And because there's a block where I don't want to learn something new and then you kind of either stay there or maybe you just, you know, I don't know how long a business can last if you're not willing to kind of implement the new things. So I guess that soapbox theme is um, try the scary things and try to learn the new things, especially technology and tools that can help your business be easier. Yes, exactly. And I love that you brought the point of marketing yourself because that mindset is a big block block for a lot of people and really hard. Yeah. And you try to explain, okay, you just got to make it look like you. And then you just have to kind of, yeah, get through that fear and push through it and fumble your way until you find something that was just fun to make and just have fun with it. And so it is so true. I love that. And yeah, push through the fear. I, I, that is such good advice. <laughs> So I'm so glad. <laughs> yes, thank you. It's a good reminder because I think everyone listening today has something, something in their business that they know if they actually leaned into it and worked on it, it would help. But what is keeping yeah. you from actually walking to it and working on it? So there y'all, y'all have a good little check-in moment now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. I love closing off my interviews with a specific question. And I always ask everybody up until really like today and another episode, what are you learning right now? But I'm switching it up a bit. And I want to know what is inspiring you right now. Oh my gosh. Does it need to be business related? Yeah, it can be, or it can, can be, be anything, anything, anything. I, the, I have this theme that's been coming up over and over and over again the past couple of weeks. It pops up in my coffee chats. It pops up in the newsletters. It's popping up in my personal life. And it's this idea of like savoring the small moments. I have a good friend who is a hospice chaplain. And so obviously I'm constantly asking him like, what are people saying on their deathbeds? Like I need the wisdom. And he's like, it's super cliche, like the feeling of your feet on grass like this moment right now, like, are you enjoying this particular like instance? And I guess I can circle it back to business because I feel that way in my business also. Like I started a business 
for a very particular reason. Like I wanted a certain lifestyle. <laughs> there are very particular ways I want to live my life. Um, and so I, I feel like I see so many business owners just like slogging through their business. They're burnt out and they're overwhelmed with this idea of like, well, someday things will get better once I reach X amount of money or X amount of employees or whatever it is. Um, but that time never comes. And so I kind of feel like, can we just enjoy our businesses right now? Even if we're not financially hitting all the marks we set for ourselves, but maybe we're enjoying the work we're doing, you know, maybe we're talking to lots of amazing people. And so I don't know that's really been inspiring me lately and kind of painting um, my days lately is like, wow, today I get to be on a podcast and talk to Danny. And after that, I get to go on another coffee chat with another friend. And then after that, I get to like write some newsletters. Like, what? A, how lucky am I? I made an, an amazing job for myself. And so I want other people to feel that way in their business too, I guess. <laughs> I love it. I was getting goosebumps as you're talking about this. It made me think about um, Amy Wong. She is a communications coach. And I listened to a podcast that she was on. And she said that so often we are chasing after the thing. Like you said, the the yeah. the next income bracket, the the next uh, whatever success we're chasing after. But if you were to actually peel it away, we're not chasing after the thing. We're chasing after the feeling that is attached right. to the thing. And so when you strip that down and you realize I'm chasing after the feeling, and just apply what you're saying that that feeling that you're chasing after is actually right here and right now. But we're gonna miss it if we keep going for that thing. And yeah, so like after this interview, I'm going to be taking my kids to the creek and <gasps> yeah, I'm just play in the creek. And, and I just, it was such a good reminder of just enjoy that creek right now and enjoy the fact that my kids are little and they think that's fun still. <laughs> yeah. And not just keep going on to the next thing of what has to, you know, you know what I mean? So such a good reminder. Thank you. I love that. And you know what? That reminds me of, um, the book, have you ever read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving Enough? Oh my goodness. No, I haven't. It sounds so good though. It's really good. I, I read it so long ago, but the, the, the main takeaway that I kept all these years later is he talks about like, don't think about the pro or the thing that you want, like the good thing you want when you think you're thinking about the life you want. Think about the problems you're willing to have. So I always think about like owning your own business is like really freaking hard. There are so many quote unquote negatives that come with it. But for me, they are totally worth it because in the middle of the day, you can go to the creek with your kids. You can't do that if you're working at an office at a nine to five. Exactly. So like, yeah, I love that you're doing that. And I'm so excited that your kids get to have a mom that is doing that with them. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know what? Thank you for that. It's such a good reminder of, yes, yeah. you know, I do my business for that lifestyle. And the fact that I can take my kids to the creek at 2 p.m. during the middle of the day. That is, that is huge. And so it is worth yeah. celebrating. So <laughs> yes, I'm glad we're celebrating today. That makes me happy. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, Devin, I believe there's someone who might be looking for your expertise or even just to follow you because you have a ton of fun on social media. I mean, you are, you are a blast to follow. Where can they find you? <laughs> yeah. So if you just want to find my website and see what offers I have at the moment, um, you can go to devinlee.com, D-E-V-I-N-L-E-E.com. I do dumb sado setups, but I also have quarterly planning parties. So if you want to know what that is, 
you have to go to my website. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram or TikTok, my handle for both is Devin Lee OBM, D-E-V-I-N-L-E-E-O-B-M. And I am pumping out the content because I love making silly videos that are also um, helpful for your business. <laughs> yes. Short form video has such a unique opportunity to have a ton of fun and lots of information all yeah. in one. So I love that you're having fun with that. Yay, so, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I am so excited to share you with my audience and I just, yeah, have a blessed day. <laughs> thank you, Danny. I think this is one of the podcasts that ended with such a profound moment between me and the guest. And she did such a great job reminding me that this is great. Like it is great. Now we have things to enjoy right now. And I just hope that, you know, you take that with you, put it in your back pocket. But also if you're in need of some help with Dubsado, or you just know that you can really invest some time in focusing on how to level up your client experience, Devin is a fantastic person to reach out to. But if you also remember our goals for 2023, this is not just a one and done conversation you get to listen to. You can't listen to it and just, you know, move on with your life. I have no control over you, but it is an open invitation to continue the conversation. So if you want to book a chat and have a coffee chat with Devin, I know she'd be more than willing to. And also definitely the discovery calls. And I just want to say... Thank you. Thank you for still listening to me and to this podcast. I would love your support by giving it a review on Apple Podcasts. It definitely helps it in the you know podcast algorithm and helps this show get to more people because I love to envision everyone just connecting and having coffee chats and creating this little, you know, I don't know, backdrop community around a podcast. It's just a really cool thought. So, hey, I will see you at another discovery call.